Tonight on the Guide to Movies podcast, it is an interesting one where we need to discuss Missing as well as the latest Scream 6 trailer that hit and is taking the internet by storm. It was like my entire TikTok last night, all these theories about Scream, which I, I personally love that that's happening. Uh, welcome back, Scream. It's another year. Are you excited for it? There, the, there's the new meme of uh, him at the grocery store or at the, uh, you know, like uh, <laughs> convenience store, and it's just other films at convenience stores, and it's a very simple meme, but it works so well. Someone spliced a Janet Jackson music video where she's in a grocery store in with it, and it was the funniest thing in the world. Yes, yeah, see, that's uh, that's what I'm here for. Give me the memes. We're going to discuss that and why I have a theory that Jared Leto is actually Ghostface. All that and more. Hayden. Everyone is part of the family at this point. It didn't be my fan fiction idea that I had. So this movie was garbage. <laughs> you are a monster beyond all belief. Put them all in the thing and let them do the thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> How? Oh, you're lucky to have me back. <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to get 60 million people because you're not a Super Bowl. Shut up. So chaotic. Welcome to the Guy at the Movies podcast. I am Joe. He is Sean. This is episode 129. Oh man, 129 weeks of this shit. No kidding. <laughs> 129 weeks. That's a way to look at it. I consider it three years, including a pandemic where, you know, <laughs> we are the cliched people that started a pandemic or started a pandemic during a podcast. Started a podcast during a pandemic. There we go. Saturday hey, our- morning recordings, everybody. If only our podcast could take off like a pandemic, we'd, uh, <laughs> things would, would be, great. be great. Yeah, I would just like put this on the train and just be like, you know, everybody breathe in, everybody <laughs> breathe in our movie breathe. knowledge. <laughs> this went off the rails already. Oh, oh yeah, we're good. This is great. We're, we're solid. Tom, what's new and exciting over there? What is new and exciting over here? There is not much. And I figured out my headphone issue it was it wasn't fully plugged in. So now I'll probably get <laughs> God, that was, it's, it's always just the not fully plugged in issue. That's it. That's always it technology it's it's, it's lovely it's lovely i'm starting to realize i i genuinely i want to just say this on the air i love that we do this on saturday mornings and release it on mondays now um yeah because it's just so much more convenient the weekdays i've like been able to breathe and like just like you know it's just perfect although i have realized that i am just not camera ready at all like this is <laughs> like for the listeners you're lucky um but uh i <laughs> I am an absolute mess right now. I'm days away from a haircut and also did not shower. So and you, is, you get up, you get up at like the ass crack of dawn. Well, that's the thing. And so I, I definitely had the time to shower. That's not the issue. <laughs> <laughs> like it, it was it's the laziness and not wanting to shower. Yeah. So, you know, but we'll see. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, let's dive into it. Our trailer today that we're discussing is the Scream 6 trailer that dropped the other day. And boy, oh, boy, did this get me excited, Sean. Um, there's so many theories that we can discuss about this, and there's one prevalent theory that's all over the uh, the internet, or prevailing theory, I should say, that's all over the internet. Um, but what were your thoughts on this trailer? We saw a little bit in like a teaser before, but now we get a little bit more of what's going on. I mean, you know me, I like I like the little I, I like less is more, um, yeah. and I love that teaser so much that I actually haven't watched this again since uh, since it came out. I watched it once, and that was fine. And it's like it's still like uh, Courtney Cox heavy, which is interesting. I thought they were going to kind of like sideline themselves a little bit more. I know that you know Nev is not in it at all, um, but uh, I reportedly. Oh well, she's ghost faced. Uh, but yeah. 
that would be the best one. It just shoots uh, like you know, <laughs> like just like says like shoots the franchise, kills the franchise. Um, <laughs> so I yeah, like a part of me said like there was a lot of good shit in this, and I kind of would have wanted to see that for the first time in the movie. I don't. I'm not one of those people that says like the the uh, you know trailer ruined everything. I, it obviously didn't. But it's, you know, there's some fun stuff in there that I kind of wanted to, like, you know, see later on. But still a fun trailer. Still very excited. I cannot believe this is coming out so soon. Like, yeah. it's just, this is half. like, um, this is Pearl, Maxine, X levels of, like, releasing. <laughs> where it's just like, oh, my God. They just had the last one before this. <laughs> like And then just bringing it back. Um, but, yeah, I, I I was staying away from the theories. Well, we could, of course, talk about them. I'm happy to. But, like, I was just sort of like, I because I, I don't know. I'm not good at guessing this stuff, but uh, we'll see. I actually really like that they introduced that, like, shrine or whatever, because just the quick, like, look at it um, has gotten people talking. And so mm-hmm. people are all over the Internet, like, zooming in and seeing, like, you know, that robe, is that belong to XYZ? That's the outfit that Tatum wore. You know, that's a mask from Scream 2 and uh, the theater, like, you know, aspect and all that. So there's a lot that's going on there that really, I think, is getting people talking. What we also see is that, like, the opening of this uh, 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 trailer is really intense. And it's like Ghostface with a shotgun, ultimately, which I was like, let's go, let's go. Um I love how people were so mad about me. Yeah, I I like just (laughs) swallowed all of the phlegm that I've ever had in my life. Um, Just, just in case anyone was eaten. Um, I, I kind of love that there's like there's this like really guttural reaction from the internet being like Ghostface never used a gun. I'm like, yeah, he's a murderer. He probably would pick up a gun if it was necessary. Like it's not like, and also Ghostface is a different person every time as well. So it's not like maybe this guy's a gun guy. Like. But it's just one of those things. I love that people are just like, Ghostface would never use a gun. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> it's not out of his purview. There's been a um, cult of Ghostface theory for a long time. Uh, and that's what I think a lot of people believe is playing out here. That you well, have the... different, you know, different, yeah. excuse me, different ghost. We're both having issues this morning. Um, <laughs> you have different Ghostface based on the fact that, like, you do see different masks. If you look at the, the teaser, you look at the trailer, there are, like, there's, like, the the normal mask there's the messed up mask then of course you have the shrine where you see all the different um ghost face uh you know uh, robes and shit um so there's a lot that they potentially could do with that which i think would be a cool angle i mean like you know i'm since the you know second one i guess there has always been that uh admiration for not just the serial killer movie but the real um like serial killer that the movie's based off of within the movie yeah um but i i always think like you know the fifth one was literally like you know they they wanted to do it because they're fans of the films and like it was kind of about like you know in a way toxic fandom where they just sort of yep. like said like you know we don't like the way these movies are going so we'll keep kill people the way we want to so there's always been this worship of the ghost face and that's why the mask always keeps on coming back so to yeah. have it culminate with this sixth one and just like I, it's been said already and it's been said with that like you know probably the best poster of the year easily but the New York setting is so great. It's oh, just, yeah. I, I could normally be mad at that. Cause like, oh, usually when the killer goes to Manhattan, Jason takes Manhattan or something like that. That's when like things just go off the rails. I, I'm ready for this one. I, I love the I idea too. of him going here. It's just going to be fun. I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm really excited about it. I want to see how it all plays out and like what the setup is, why, how Gail gets involved. Cause that's always interesting how they bring back the previous people. 
Um, but people were saying, you know, if you're looking at like considering this as a trilogy, the new films, if it, if it mm -hmm. ends up being a trilogy, you have five that was essentially Dewey's movie. This is Gail's movie. And then Nev's movie is the next one. Um, Sydney's movie will be the oh. like the seventh. Um, so that would be kind of cool. I do think they're going to set up the seventh with her returning at some point. I do, I do not believe that they just like, you know, all that bad press came out where essentially she was coming out saying like they lowballed me and all that. Um, and then they're just letting it sit. I don't believe that at all. Yeah. Um, she's too important to the franchise. And so I definitely think something's happening there. The other theory is Samara Weaving is in this movie. Um, and people, yeah, by the way. Um, and <laughs> oh, know, radio course, silence. They love her in um, uh, Ready or Not. Yeah. Exactly. Awesome. Oh, that's but a awesome. lot of A lot of people are theorizing that she's the first kill girl in the at the beginning. Oh. You know how they yeah. always open up with that? Oh, that would be so mean, but like that would actually be pretty damn perfect. Awesome. Um, because I've completely, and I think, oh God, I don't have the energy to rewatch all the screen movies, although I kind of would like to. Um, was Dermot Mulroney in any of the other ones or is this just him showing up here? That's actually if a anything, really good question. I mean, he'd be in four because otherwise I wouldn't know, like, you know, like, because that's the only time I, that's the, that's the one for some reason I've completely forgotten. I don't know. He wasn't. He's new. Yeah, he's um, he's a cop. He's playing a cop. Surprising connection to Ghostface. I'm looking at an article right now. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I play a cop. So finally, they're asking me to play cops here and there. This is one of them. Um, he continues, but I don't have to describe how or in what way. So that's what draws me to the story: is strong family ties. There's a quote in here that says, "I guess I shouldn't say that my daughter is one of the victims." Um, so that should be interesting. Um, he's probably a killer. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> or just really just Keith Ulrich. <laughs> yeah, right. And then we have uh, Kirby coming back, too. So, you know, Kirby from Scream 4 is coming back. They show her a few times in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Then um, she, yeah, Hayden, Hayden, right? Hayden, Hayden Panettiere. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm interested to see how she comes back because she was a fan favorite. And, like, there's a scene, apparently, uh, that was cut from the fourth film at the end where you see that she's still alive. But where they leave her in the actual film is she's kind of still moving on the ground. And so afterwards, Wes Craven at the time, R.I.P., said um, she like she was still moving, <laughs> like just kind of say like she could still be alive. I, I, I think I need to actually genuinely watch Scream 4 because I've remembered one through three. And I think it was just because at that point we were doing the Scream Marathon and I think my, yep. my head was just about to explode. And I, I just I, I don't remember a single scene from that movie, except when she just lists like 10 million horror movies. And he's like, OK, you got it right, which was brilliant. Yeah. But I was just like, I don't remember anything else from that. So I need to go back. I need to get into that one again. That, that'll be my big project. Now I really want to watch that again. I, oh, I need to. I really today. don't remember anything. Like I, I, I think it was just because my brain was zonked at that point. But yeah, <laughs> um, I'm excited for this. I got to be honest. I think this is like one of my most anticipated movies of the year. I just love the Scream series so much. It's it, it does like like we've sort of talked about it. It doesn't have a flaw. People can pick it apart. Like four for me is utterly forgettable, obviously, but maybe it's actually good. I don't know. I'm going to watch it again. But one through three are kind of perfect. Even three, which, you know, we've had our arguments on here. That has its, <laughs> it definitely has its flaws, but it's kind of brilliant if you really think about it. Um, two is a weird, like just like a very weird movie. Like, and then one is obviously this classic brilliant one, but maybe that'll be the move. I'll like have Sam watch all those with me because, you know, she just loves <laughs> horror movies. <laughs> 
I'm excited to see where they take it. Like, I, 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 don't, I don't know why I trust Radio Silence. Like, I feel like they just have a really good pulse on like what works and stuff. So, um, you know, if they're they're already thinking about a third movie reportedly, oh. I, like all that. So uh, they have a plan, and the fact that they were able to get this movie off the the ground so quickly um because they filmed it last july the movie came out in january they filmed it last july i they had to have gotten like a soft green light prior and had an idea where they were going um but i'm excited i remember being a little bit uh like pissed off that uh um like they were doing this because it felt like five was like the perfect bookend like literally the shots are the same the final houses are the same there's two killers and i was just like oh this is like the perfect ending they're sending off people and then when i found out there was gonna be a sixth one i was a little bit pissed off i was like you 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 ended this perfectly but i mean everything points to this being a blast so i'm in like i'm absolutely in oh i can't wait all right, let's move on to what we've been watching. The big release this week is Missing. Sean, I saw this a week and a half, week ago <laughs> Thursday. You saw it this past Thursday. Um, you, I told you offline how I feel about this movie. I am a fan of Searching, which was the kind of like the the first in this Searching verse, if you will. Um, the It came out in 2018 and really was like a silent hit. It, it was underrated in a lot of ways. People weren't expecting it, but it really ended up being a hit. Um and uh missing is very much uh in the same vein in terms of how it's crafted but it stars storm reed uh and storm reed in this first of all was just phenomenal in my opinion um and i gotta tell you i love this movie through and through i had so much fun with it because i was on the edge of my seat and really couldn't figure out what was going on but more so and i said this to you as well um the way that these movies are crafted the, the fact that they can, and I don't want to get into the spoilers, but there's like a specific thing at the end that just like wowed me uh, that I'll talk to, I'll tell you offline. But like oh, yeah. the, just the way, the detail of like using the internet, using cameras, using, you know, apps, using all that stuff. Um, yeah, some of it's created for the show, obviously, or for the movie, obviously, but it just worked so well for me. And I was like sweating near the end of the movie. I was like, what is going on? Where's this going? Um, it just was, it does suspense well. And it was such a good drama, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, like I, like you, I absolutely loved searching for its innovative nature. And I was really worried about uh, missing because I just said, they can't do this again. They can't nail it this well again. You kept again. saying that. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, oh, not only did they nail it again, it's, a, it's a different. It has, I think, a, while I love searching, it has a lot more heart than searching which is like kind of a surprising element, Um, especially like, you know, they obviously the video dating thing. Like if I was on a dating site and someone sent me a video for a message immediately blocked, but like (laughs) their whole thing, like that moment where they're like going through each one was just lovely. Like, you know, you get, you, you got, you got to understand them. Um, It was great because I'm very glad I saw this alone because I was so annoying. I kept on going, Oh, Oh, I mean, it was like because there was re- revelation and revelation, and obviously we won't spoil. But I think I know the one you're talking about, where the camera pulls back a bit from the screen, mm-hmm. where that is just like the reveals mm-hmm. on this are so genuinely great. And even when those reveals are there, you think something else is going on, and then it turns out that's not actually happening. The twists and turns are like at a much higher level than uh, searching. I mean, nothing Absolutely. will top when they like you see that model on the website in searching, and just like all of a oh, sudden yeah. you just like freak out for a moment. But um, I, I really, like, loved, like, how, first of all, Storm Reed, excellent. Like, because that's the one thing. You need to have someone good. John Cho, amazing. So, like, he nails it. Storm Reed is really good in this where you can tell she's behind the screen, 
like clicking on like the different things and she you can almost see her presence throughout in her that. face yeah like yeah. her her nonverbal acting and i i don't know why this is like my recent thing but nonverbal acting to me is just so impressive oh, yeah. especially from a young actress like her who has to carry this like most of the film is focused on her face and she sells every corner of this story yeah i'm like i i was in awe of like her and also i loved the um oh man i'm going to mess up his name um Al Almedier, uh, the guy who was um, the Task Rabbit in. Uh, oh, 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 he was incredible. <laughs> like he has been like if, I looked up his IMDb after because he looked familiar, and he has been in like forty five action movies as like foreign villain number two. <laughs> oh and, so, and so it was like good to have him like with this like really great character that was just like a lot of fun, like a lot of spirit to him. Um, uh, Megan Suri is in this as well, who's in uh, Never Have I Ever. She plays the friend, um, like. Uh, I thought Neil Long was okay, oh, yeah. and Ke and Ken Long was also like you know they they were okay for me. I've I've definitely seen better from both of them, but um, they were sidelined. Like, like they didn't have too yeah. much to do. You know exactly. Like it was more about like you know his his photos were doing more of the acting than him, but it was still great. Um, I do love like when you said like you know like it keeps you guessing until the end, and it was great. Like I shouldn't have done it, but I looked at my phone for, uh, for like uh, just for the watch, and I was like, there's 20 minutes left. Oh yeah, no, this ain't ending like this. Like I knew there was gonna be another, <laughs> which I love that it plays with you because you know, like when um he like at the very beginning when they're on the vacation and Kevin's texting instead, I was like, okay, something's up because we know the uh -huh. movie we're watching. But uh -huh. in a million years, no one's gonna be able to call these kind of things, no. and like that's that makes it a little bit tougher because I don't want that. That's almost a spoiler in itself, saying how many twists and turns there are. But you're just not going to believe how this ends, and it ends simply. That's yep. what I love. It, it was an Occam's razor. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> this actually makes sense, even though it's bonkers the whole way through. <laughs> I will say my one nitpick, and this almost brought it down to a B, and then I said, no, forget it. I'm giving it an A because I, 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 I loved this too much. But um, God help the CNN clips that were just like the budget showed. And I was but like, that's how, oh, boy. But that's how searching was, too, if you remember. Like some of the that news clips were, that one, oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> I was like, oh, that must be their thing. It was, yeah. Oh, it, it's like, it's like, just be like a local news thing and just don't try to be CNN. Like, cause I don't think CNN would even talk about this anyway. Like, they're like, like, <laughs> oh God, it was, it was, the, that was the toughest part, but you know, the way they connected it to searching was great as well. I won't spoil that even yeah. though it's in the first two seconds. I thought that was a very <laughs> yeah. clever way to do it. And then, um, you know, I love uh shout out to Jasmine Savoy Brown getting her cameo, which was yeah. fucking hysterical. <laughs> like that Wait, was what? just brutal. She's oh, um, oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah got it yeah got it, she's in it, the thing at the end yeah like, I don't want to say too but it was just like a great moment when she pauses it and it just says her name I was like oh my god <laughs> like oh my god great. I'm so glad that you loved it because I was so nervous like this is one of my favorite movies in a long time um, yeah. I I really enjoy this movie and the writers I'm just like I'm in awe there's certain projects that I'll see certain movies TV shows like Lost was one of them where I wanted to sit down with the writers for a whole nother reason but to be like yeah what the fuck um but with with this like i just can't imagine not only crafting the twists and turns of a story but then how to deliver them through this medium how to deliver those twists and turns through this medium where you're using computer screens you're using internet searches cameras apps all that stuff it was just i was mesmerized and it's it feels like a long movie in all the best ways like i was oh, yeah. there, like so much happens and i was so engrossed in it that it's still only an hour and 55 minute movie. Um, and, and I was just kind of shocked by that. But uh, yeah, I've, I've talked to a lot of people about it since, and we've just kind of been all going back to Storm Reed 
um, carries this movie in so many ways. Without someone like her in this role, you don't have the success of this movie. No, she she does this great balance of, you know, now she's getting older and older, but she still has this innocence in her. Like I think about her in um, Euphoria, where she plays an extremely small part as um, Zendaya's little sister. But I mean, it's just like this, like really like it's heartbreaking part. And um, I really just love what she's like growing into as a performer. And Absolutely. this is definitely part of that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, there, yeah, there's like 19 little... years old. Is she only? Ni- wow. I thought she was a little bit older than that because they usually cast up. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, and she's in um, college. Holy crap! She keeps God, a low that's... profile at college. Where'd she go? University of Southern California's drama school. Wow, good for her! Holy shit! She's she said, "I'm just storm the student." Good for her. Wow, yeah, that's just lovely. Go storm Reed. <laughs> just like that, just makes me love her even more. That's just great. Um, I, yeah, I was like, I'm trying to think of anything else that I uh, like picked up on this. Um, I, of course, didn't put, make notes today. Um, but um, I, yeah, the, oh, yeah, like the one thing that, like, you know, you have to do this, but I love that they always keep their uh, like FaceTime screen on on the computer. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> otherwise you just won't see them the entire time, which it's fine. I'm going to absolutely accept that. That's totally cool. <laughs> but this also brings in the new technology, it brings in the fun, you know, like the, the ring camera and everything. And, you know, in the trailer, there's a clip of a guy running up to the door. And so, you know, when that happens, it's not as intense. But then, like, I like just before I was like, oh, it's going to be this guy. And then also like, but then like eight things happen after that, that just like you're never going to be if you're going to predict some of this, which I, I'm sure some people will be able to do. You're not going to get it all. You're not. Did you predict it was the right person? Like when that person came up to the door, did you predict just it before like the hood went up? I, I okay. was like, oh, it's going to be him. Like, but I mean, I mean, just before, like, I didn't think about I, it before that or anything. I didn't at all. So when the hood went up, I was like, oh, I almost like shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty damn impressive. Yeah. There was um, another reveal early on that I caught. Um, and it, it happens when uh, there's a encrypted text message service that, um, they're using and there's someone on the other side and they're trying june's trying to figure out who's on the other side of it i called it and i was like wanted to turn to my buddy jeremy who was sitting next to me and be like oh you know who it is and i was like don't don't do that i hate when when that happens yeah and then when when the reveal happened i hear jeremy just go yep like he like he clearly had it too (laughs) there was so many moments where i just kept on going like i i I already said that part but i just it was just like the most like if john was there because he's using my scary movie partner he would have been like dude shut up (laughs) like you were you're just like expelling carbon everywhere right now (laughs) such a great movie in my opinion what did you give it out of uh your your grading system I gave it an A. Yeah, like yes! it, it, there was there was I think what like a few parts where I was just like, you know, I this usually doesn't bother me in a movie, but holy shit is she lucky, which is fine. That's a movie. That's how that works. But like it, like there was a part like a few parts that like got to me a little bit, and then I was just like, I don't care. This is that fun. <laughs> this is like a fun mystery. I'm like I enjoyed this a lot. I'm giving it an A. I mean, it's it's a lot of it's a blast. Yeah. And I gave it a five, the first five out of five of the year. So um, really enjoyed it. Uh, hey, first five out of five of the year says a lot for me because I was on a five out of five tear at the end of 2022. So um, <laughs> <laughs> um, really, really, really enjoyed this movie um, and actually want to rewatch Searching again, too, because I, I just love again. Like I, I text, I actually messaged the um, one of the writers 
and was just like, hey, like I really enjoyed this film. Like, would love to chat with you guys at some point. And I had reached out. I reached out through our uh, um, through reps to like try to set that up in the future. And he was like, hey, we're gonna find time. Would love to do it. We're slammed right now. Like so, oh, like yeah. they're getting all the attention, which rightfully so. Rightfully so. Well, I would it's... love to see them do this. Is of course this is like what everyone always says: do a Marvel movie or something, because the way that they can like twist that suspense and drama would be something i don't know that we've seen yet in a marvel movie it would be great to have a mystery marvel movie almost like something that like could predict and things a little bit more um yeah i mean i like the, their release schedule was brilliant i mean right now we have like a january that is promising which i can't believe yep. <laughs> i mean with, like it's it's actually like there hasn't been a bad movie yet like plane is the closest to just like absolutely stupid but still a lot of fun I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm in for it. I'm like, it's just, it keeps on getting better and better. I'm totally with you. I'm looking to see if it's um, slated to unseat. Um, oh, it's not even slated to be in the top four. Uh, unfortunately, I can kind of see that. This wasn't promoted too well. It, neither was searching at the beginning. It had the oh, legs. True. Stop. That could be what happens here. <laughs> Cow keeps biting my foot. Um <laughs> Things are going well there. All right, let's jump into what uh, to the news. We have a few things that we want to talk about today, and the first is an update on that uh, tragic rust shooting involving uh, Alica, uh, Alica, Alec Baldwin, um, and the um, ex- the the murder. It's a murder of yeah. the killing of uh, the killing, Helena yeah. Hutchins. Um, so this happened in 2021 on the New Mexico set of the film Rust. I can't believe that it's already been over a year since this happened. Um, but the uh, news just broke that uh, Baldwin, as well as the armor on the set, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, will both be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter for the 2021 fatal shooting, which is really surprising, in my opinion. And I was telling you this, texting you, like, from a lawyer's perspective, um, the way that the things that they have to prove there, which I believe is uh, uh, criminal recklessness and or negligence, I believe in new mexico um i just i don't see that happening for baldwin um and i think that's been sort of the general response from a lot of the uh um like the 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 lawyers that you'll see on tv and news uh stations and stuff like that um there's also a lot of talk that this like may be politically motivated like making a point to the industry um that's kind of where I lean a little bit. That's how um, I'm thinking it is after the tweets that I like saw when he was trending. It was gross, yeah. gross, gross. At the end of the day, I mean, um, there still is, you know, a loss of life, which we shouldn't lose sight of. Um, but this is just, it's kind of interesting to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I like, I really think this should have been covered as a, in a civil suit and uh, like a wrongful death suit. This doesn't seem like this is like, you know, I don't think any charges or any like charges are going to stick or however the phrasing goes. Um, like I, it, it doesn't feel like, you know, um, it was anyone's fault. It was negligence, which is like part of the cover there, but there was no malicious intent um, like at all. Um, yeah. I um I, I know that like Baldwin did not do himself any favors like like when he did like ten million interviews about how he definitely wasn't at fault at all which I understand you kind of want to clear your name but he he came off a little bit uh, arrogant he came off rough yeah arrogant it was like very like um I can't think of the word but like you know demeaning and not like really reading the room properly and I mean and that's fine you know in, in the way you want to like you know show your innocence and everything like that but I think he kind of uh doth protest too much um and. I, 
yeah, it was it was just a very it's like a very sad thing, like where this kind of shit really should not be happening at all, at all on a movie set. And it's just this horrific, horrific accident that, uh, you know, that also, like you said, is very, very politically motivated. And I think that's yeah. why it took so long for the charges to happen is there was a lot of pressure uh, from the right. And, you know, that could be because they want justice and law and order or it could be because, you know, he made fun of Trump a lot. And I think that's unfortunately what a lot of it is. And uh, it's just really upsetting. I do think that like someone is responsible when it comes to the negligence, mm-hmm. uh, the negligence piece. Definitely. The, que- yeah. the question that was really interesting that I was reading in a um, uh, so, some article about this was essentially asking the question of like, do is it the responsibility of an actor? Like, what is an actor's responsibility? You know, like an actor is there to give a good performance and whatnot. And there are people in place to handle lighting, to handle props, to handle, you know, like fake guns, to handle all this stuff. Why were there bullets on set, um, real bullets on set? Why, like all this stuff? There's also been a lot of talk about like with technology advancing as much as it has. Why are we still operating with Mm -hmm. like real guns on set? Um, Of course, that comes down to budget and stuff. But uh, it there's just a lot of questions around this and it's, it's really, it's sad. It's, it's sad that it, it comes to this. But. Yeah. I mean, uh, it, it's just such an upsetting thing. And I think like, yeah, the, the actor is like, kind of like, as, as I've heard on film sets with all due respect to them, they are like lost puppies where like yeah. they, they are handed everything. They are like told like everywhere they have to stay and like all that kind of stuff. And then they nail the performance, but, there's like a team around each person, a script supervisor, which I don't think a script supervisor would be in charge with a gun, but you have an expert on set for guns. I, I don't know if they did or not, but you, I, I think you have to for insurance reasons, but um, it's just a really sad thing. Yeah, totally with you. All right, let's switch gears and switch energy a little bit here. Definitely. Um, <laughs> we are getting a Michael Jackson biopic uh, at Lionsgate. And um, <laughs> this is really surprising to me. Antoine Fuqua, uh, coming off of Emancipation, is going to be directing this film. Um, And it is starting to film this year. We don't know who's playing Michael Jackson as of this moment. But what was interesting to me is that it was written by the Skyfall scribe John Logan, uh, according to Variety. Um, It also has the producer of The Departed, The Aviator, Hugo, and Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, there it is. (laughs) Yep, there it is. Uh, So this should be pretty interesting. I don't know sort of what they're i mean i don't know where they're going with this yeah sort of what the angle is going to be but um there's i think there's a lot that can be explored and it's it's a tall task to put it all in one movie in my opinion there is a very very rough road ahead for the pr of this movie man like a very rough road like are you gonna make them like completely heroic in every way are you gonna make it complicated where you know family is gonna sue uh, like I, I like it, uh, this is a really tough one. It's like who the and also who the hell are you gonna cast? I mean, I know you know what was it? I think Michael C. Hall played him, but that was a very weird movie. Um, but I, 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 I saw this and I was like, this is a tricky one to market. I don't know how you really do this. I think this is something that maybe should have been like you know made 20, 30, 40, 75 years from now. Like, I, <laughs> I, I it's just like I, I I feel weird even like talking about it. it's just like because you know especially after that you know leaving Neverland documentary came out and it's just really really dicey with all this stuff. Absolutely, I believe his estate is producing. If I just um, oh no, if I if what I just read was was true, 
Um, I'm not seeing that in this article that I'm reading, but interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be the classic. Well, th there's the Bohemian Rhapsody there then. Like, it's just like, you know, Freddie Mercury was the one that was wrong and ever, all of us were right. And we did nothing wrong ever. Like, you know, great, cool, cool rest. Or of like the, the, or the Madonna film that was like Madonna's directing it, producing it, <laughs> help right starring in it. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I will say this just make me, makes me think of a really cool movie that like I heard was going to come out a while ago, but never did. It was one of the top blacklist scripts. Uh, it was called Bubbles. Where it was a uh, movie oh. through the through the eyes of uh, the chimp that oh he uh, owned, and it was going to be a stop motion. Dan Harmon picked it up. Um, it was going to be like such a cool idea. I don't know if it like got axed or anything, but it, this was a while ago when I heard they like picked it up. And you know, Dan Harmon did uh, Anomalisa, which was that crazy stop motion animated movie uh, that uh, Charlie Kaufman I think was involved in as well. Um, but uh, this script like just sounds really fascinating, and I think that's how you approach this kind of crazy, uh, like crazy story. Because otherwise, it gets a little dicey. <laughs> um, I heard Scarlett Johansson's in the running to play him. <laughs> oh God, please, yes, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> Remember uh, what award show was it where they made a joke about Emma Stone starring in uh, Aloha? Oh, was it? And she was like, uh, "I'm sorry." <laughs> Sandra always at the Golden Globes, and it's just like you know That's you can right. have famous Asian actresses like Emma Stone, and you just hear Emma Stone scream out, "I'm sorry." That was a. <laughs> you know who needs to say I'm sorry is Jared Leto for a lot of the shit that he's delivered on screen recently. Yeah. Um, but um, while I am still holding out for that Morbius sequel, uh, a new installment of Tron is coming uh, according to Deadline. This has been in the works for a long ass time, uh, but the film is reportedly called Tron Ares and will. Uh, star Jared Leto. They are going to start filming this summer. Apparently not everyone is signed on yet, but the filmmaker behind uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, Dead Man Tell No Tales, um, is... Uh, his name is Joachim Roning. He is a Norwegian filmmaker. Um, he will be uh, helming this, apparently. He just finished the Daisy Ridley movie, Young Woman and the Sea. Nice to see Daisy Ridley back out there. Um, yes. uh, produced by Jerry Bruckheimer, so I'm sure like the sea will explode. Uh, but yeah, um, I, I, the second movie is so good. It's so, I mean, the first one's a classic. The second one, they did so well. I don't want Jared Leto around this. Yeah. I really don't. Like, I'm just tired of put, putting him in roles. He is such a divisive actor. People don't like him. Yeah. Well, it's weird because the industry does, which Why? is upsetting. I don't know. I have no idea. But, like, you know, he almost got nominated for an Oscar for The Little Things, which I still can't believe that almost happened. Because he was he was nominated in SAG and Globes. And Globes isn't really the industry. Globes is just this outside weird group of people. But, like, SAG nominated him for The Little Things for best supporting performance, which I still can't get my head around. So I guess he's liked, which I feel like a guy like that would not be liked in the industry. It would be the exact opposite. Um, but I think like a lot of people defend method acting. Um, and so I think maybe they like, you know, they, they protect one of their own. It, it puzzles me that this guy is like involved in any of this stuff. I mean, he's like, he's just such an oddball that doesn't work. I mean, I will say in, in terms of his connection to the Tron stuff, I have never seen a Tron movie, not out of protest, just like out of, you know, they never crossed my purview. Um, I'll probably check these out so that I can, uh, you know, see this one and understand what's going on. Maybe um, it will be. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I mean, I love that it's the director. It's a really rough directorial representation where it's like 
pretty much a guy where the two um like he's um like the director of this is basically famous for directing sequels that nobody asks for like which is just like when you listed that filmography i was like dude rough <laughs> like it's another guy it's like you know hey who, who do we put like throw under the bus for a sequel that's probably going to be shit let's get this guy again <laughs> do you know who directed the second one? Oh, i don't oh i should oh damn it joseph no. joseph kaczynski oh jesus i love and it, it was it was his first film Wow, that's actually impressive. That's a pretty impressive undertaking for him. Absolutely. I, I just, I, I'm wondering, like, Garrett Hedlund was really good in that movie. I'm wondering, like, what's going on with his character, where they're going with this. Um, it, I'm also surprised, going back to the Leto conversation, that he is, that Disney is so big on him. Um, and that, oh, like, yeah. they're going to give him a big movie here. And then he's also co-starring in Haunted Mansion. Uh, I, I just, I don't. He's in Haunted he's, Mansion? I, He's probably going to be, I forget the name of the ghost. It's like the, the hat guy ghost or whatever. He's like, he's a spitting image. He would totally like pull that off, but um, hopefully it's just like a cameo and then he he's, he dissipates. Or just plays like a weird dude, like in Blade Runner 2049, where he's not going to ruin it, but he's just going to be like this weird guy with a bunch of like camera, like drones. He's just going to be like, oh, I can't see. And that's it. You're just done with him. He's ruined the uh, my potential anticipation because um, I just I don't like him at all. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, Sean, um, you know this is a sequel that we're talking about, but the next story is about another reboot of a film uh, or of a series that's already been rebooted many times. <laughs> you got um, you got right to that uh, segue there on that one. <laughs> Friday the th- Friday the Thirteenth is being rebooted once again. Um, he is, it's being produced that rebooted by Sean S. Cunningham, and I don't know much about him, um, unfortunately. So, I'm gonna while we're on uh the pod, of course, we're gonna do our research that we should have done prior. Um, but Sean, uh, he oh, he did what's his let me see here. Um, oh, yeah, he produced Friday the the original series of Friday the 13th. Okay, um, so that's interesting. It looks like he also, um, Oh, he produced Friday the 13th, uh, the game, which is uh, an intense game, by the way, that I'm really oh, bad God. at. Uh, the Last House on the Left, Freddy versus Jason, which is one of my all-time favorites. Um, Jason Goes to Hell, Jason X, like the bad ones. Oh, House, which was a 1985 horror film that is also in this list of what he's rebooting. Sounds like he got the rights, rights to a lot of shit. Um, but they, it looks like, um, let me see here. Um, oh, Crystal Lake. So they have that series, Crystal Lake, that's uh, oh, produced by A24 yeah. that's going to Peacock, right? Yeah, that's Excuse going me, to Peacock. I'm very my curious shield. about that. <laughs> Cal! Oh my God. You have, to, um, um, you have to record Gal Gadot saying, Cal, no! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that would be great. <laughs> um, that would be wonderful. Um, so original screenwriter, I'm reading this from Bloody Disgusting. Uh, with original screenwriter Victor Miller now joining forces with Brian Fuller and A24 on a franchise prequel series for Peacock, which is called Crystal Lake. Jeff Locker explains how a separate project could end up working. Locker explains, Sean hired me to do a rewrite on The Night Driver, and after working closely with director Jeremy Weiss and him on that, we naturally got to talking about Friday the 13th and House. Jeremy and I pitched our dream reboot of Friday the 13th with Sean's blessing to keep developing it with him. Um, so that's cool. I mean, like a fresh take on it would be neat. Um, hopefully they stick, you know, with some of the underpinnings of the original series and don't take it too crazy. 
Um, but I, I think uh, Friday the 13th could work again if done right. I mean, we've seen that with uh, reboots of older films. Yeah, because this seems like, yeah, what, like you were saying, this is a, another reboot because they did the reboot in like 2010, I believe it was. Which I didn't hate. I might I didn't see it, but my issue with all of the like Friday the 13th reboots and stuff like that, so I can't say if it's good or bad, but I heard it was actually pretty decent. Um, my issue is that Jason was not the villain in the first one. And I love the idea of a um, the mother of a camper going crazy and murdering the counselors. Why? Because I worked at a camp and it's <laughs> not terribly unrealistic. Oh my god, Sean. <laughs> like and so I love the I love the idea of like, oh, no, this was a mom going crazy and that was it. So like from that angle, I was just like, oh, go there with it. So like this Crystal Lake thing sounds like a lot of fun. Um, but, you know, I mean, yeah, I know that, that that after that, Jason did come back to life and start killing everybody. And that's fine. That's fun. But I love the original, like, realistic murder <laughs> idea. For the and that's time. fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fun. It's a horror movie. I get it. It's fun. But. I mean, I don't think you can top that original movie. Like, I just love it so much that, um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm open for it, but uh, I'm, I'm more excited for the Crystal Lake series. I hope that does something cool. I, I agree with you. Um, the fact that A24 is behind that series is pretty interesting. Um, so hopefully. <laughs> but then know. Peacock, <laughs> like, which who knows? But Peacock did fine with Sick. I mean, Sick wasn't the best movie, but that was Sick a good was acquisition. pretty solid. Yeah, it wasn't made for Peacock. We should say like that was oh, sick was true. made separately and acquired. Um, Is anything made for Peacock, or they, have they all been acquired? They them was a Universal movie that made was made for. Well, it was a Universal movie, so it was within the, within the company. Whether they like got halfway through and were like, "Oh yeah, this is going to streaming." Let's, or... let's put this. Let's put this. Let's bury this <laughs> underneath the streaming. The streaming service of about six people subscribed. Yeah, let's put it there. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. Last story of the day is a Quiet Place Day One is getting some cast, and I thought this would be interesting for us to talk about, Sean, because Alex Wolf, who starred in Pig, uh, with the director of Pig, Sarnaski, Michael Sarnaski, uh, is. Oh is reuniting uh and joining uh a quiet place day day one which i think is pretty pretty cool um it's based on an original idea of the movie by john krasinski if you don't remember this um it's not going to follow the original family it's something completely separate um and i can't remember if they cast anyone else in this but yeah Lupita. i'm excited for that Lupita oh that's right Lupita there, Nyong'o. Right? Yeah. that's right yep oh and joseph quinn oh wow so, yeah, I missed that one. Yeah, I'm I'm in for this. I mean, like I haven't hated a Quiet Place movie yet, so uh, you know, keep them coming, keep them coming. Um, I I I liked Pig, like we always said on here. We um we were very hungover when we watched Pig together, and so <laughs> like we may not have had the best experience, but um, I think that, that uh, it sandwich was kind was of a banging, cool though. <laughs> oh God, tasty yolk, man! It does uh, it does not uh, disappoint. Um. <laughs> I no, I really like I, I love the idea. You know, the best part about Quiet Place Part Two was the uh, you know, opening scene, which is what this is gonna be. Um, so you know, I love I'd love the idea of that. Um and so yeah, I'm I'm in for this. Um and uh we'll go from there. Alex Wolf isn't having like a bad career when you look at what he's been in, in the past few years. Um I mean you have old, which you know, but it's an M. Which is big. Movie, like, so you know, regardless big. of quality, it's big. Yeah. Like so. Jumanji the next level. He was in bad education, which uh you were just talking about or on um oh uh god, Instagram. Oh my god, he was uh, in bad, bad education. Yep. 
uh hereditary jumanji welcome to the jungle was was that his no it was not his first one um but yeah bunch of bunch of my big factory quitting too a uh, bunch <laughs> of stuff so hey like good for him good yeah, for him no he's like i he was exceptional in hereditary that was his big breakout and you know since then like you you see him and first of all like you know dude's got like just the coolest freaking mole on the planet and it's just like this great recognizable thing. I love, I love like like quick physical properties like that. And it's just like you're a mole yeah, guy. Dude, you know, you're a mole guy. I'm a, I'm a mole guy. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> mole, mole, mole. What movie? Mole, that? mole. I also mole. understand the irony that I am a mole, and also I have a mole. <laughs> <laughs> Where's your mole? Oh, I always see it. <laughs> no, no. I was I was quoting. Uh, <laughs> no, <Prince Kevin. laughs> I thought you were talking about your mole. I do. <laughs> I thought that was. I'm a too genuine. Here. That's the problem. No, no, this is. That's just like I don't know. Adult acne, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh man. All right, let's get into rants and raves. We haven't had these for a few, uh, and I'm excited. I have a rave here. I started watching that '70s show or that '90s show last oh. night. Oh. Um, but like literally last night at like 11 o'clock and I got a few episodes in and then I woke up this morning and started watching it again. Uh, it's delightful as shit. Um, Kurt, uh, Kurtwood Smith and Deborah Joe Rupp continue to be like the absolute backbone of this entire property. Um, they're funny as hell. They're, they're using the original cast really well. In the first episode, um, you get, uh, Donna and, uh, what's his name coming back? Um, Oh my god! Why am I forgetting his name? Kelso. Oh, Kelso, Kelso will not be. Oh, Kelso will be back. Kelso yeah. was back in the oh. second episode. Yeah. Um, um, oh no. So, yeah. Danny Masterson won't be back. Danny Masterson will not be back. Um, Eric Foreman, uh, played by Topher Grace, you get him back oh, yeah. in the first episode with La- with Laura Propon, um, who I love by the way. I'm so glad to see her back um, on screen. In the the second episode, you get Kelso. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, as well as Jackie from uh, Mila Kunis. In the third episode, it's sees at the end of the second, but in the third episode, it's all with Wilmer Valderrama as Fez. And it was the funniest fucking... Like, I was laughing my ass off. Um, the young cast is doing their best. Like, they're they're figuring it out. You can tell it's a young show, and um, they need to, like, get comfortable with their roles. There's some really funny lines. There's a kid, his name's Rain Doy. Um, he plays Ozzy, and, like... It, it's a spoiler, but you'll see it on the internet. I haven't actually gotten to the episode, but there's he comes. He's a gay kid. Um, he play and he's open about it, and he comes out to like Deborah Joe Rupp's kitty at one point. Um, but he just he's got those like one liners that are really funny. Um, it's just I don't I can't explain. Oh, and you also get um uh, Tommy Chong was back as Leo at oh, some point yes. too. Uh, it it's just really like. It kind of felt like a warm hug. Like I just felt very comfortable. Like immediately I was nostalgic and enjoying it. Um, and I, I hope that they give it time to find its legs and to, you know, it's, it's delivering well right now. Uh, but there's definitely improvements that can be made. And I hope that Netflix is willing to give it that time because I think they they're onto something here where, you know, that 80s show when they tried doing it back in the day um, <laughs> was not, was not onto it. Um, and that 70s show, of course, is like a classic. Uh, so I, I just, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's so much fun to watch. I can't wait to finish. I'm probably going to finish it today. It's 10 episodes. <laughs> um, it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Did you ever I, watch I, that 70s show? I've never been a big that 70s show guy. I've seen a few episodes, but it was never like something huge. I, I liked it. I definitely didn't hate it, but um, I never got into it. Um, but 
I might check this out because I've heard great things from a lot of people, yeah. which is like, because of course, when you hear about something like this, you're like, yeah, no, this isn't good. This is going to fail. This is going to like just not do yeah. well. And, you know, I don't know. It's great that like Netflix has this way of mastering the um, the four camera comedy, which they have like a lot of successful four camera comedies. I mean, they got The Ranch, which, you know, now is like in a little bit of peril due to the, some of their co-stars. But a I think bit. they've like, <laughs> d- they, yeah, quite a bit. Um, but I, I think they've like done something interesting there. So I don't know. I, I I might check this out, even though like, I guess I know the characters for that 70s show. And that's all I really need to know, I guess. So. Um, I'll check it out because I've loved the clips that I've seen from it too. Like it's like yeah. very heartwarming, very nice, like and very funny. It's heartwarming and it's definitely got a corny undertone, which if you think back to the original series, it did as well. Like some of it was really corny. Yeah. Um, but it's I, I don't I can't explain it. Like it's I'm watching it and I'm like, oh man, they need to improve this, but I love it. <laughs> uh like I just I don't know. It's just I'm I'm glad that there's a show that's not like, you know, so serious and so like intense and has to be perfect in every way and just has done a good job of revitalizing what made the first series so exciting and so like gave it the legs that it had it was on nine seasons was it oh god yeah probably i i really um admire that they like go for a reboot but like actually have it of high quality because I mean, I look at things like, you know, they, they sell. I mean, someone put the stats on this where the reboot of Night Court on NBC primetime television was 10 million viewers while The Last of Us was 5 million viewers. I'm in a wow. gigantic bubble, apparently. I am in the most bubble of bubble because all I hear about is people talking about Last of Us. But nope, apparently there's just like double the people watching the Night Court reboot, which is still like, it's like, okay, like, do you do you. Like, I heard it's kind of fun, but... I don't know. <laughs> there was I saw a review of Night Court the reboot a couple uh, weeks ago when it first started, and the the headline was essentially something along the lines of like um, the re, uh, the re, uh, what was it Night Court's back? I don't know why, but it's good. <laughs> it's actually good. Like something like that. There we go. I mean, there, there's things happening. Like you know, there's a Frasier reboot, which it's like you keep Frasier, Frasier. What the hell are you doing there? Like you I cannot like mess Frasier. with Frasier. Oh, I love Frasier. Oh, God. <laughs> you are, you strike me as a Frasier guy. <laughs> I am 100% a Frasier guy. <laughs> like, oh, man. And then someone, like, there was a uh, cast member of The West Wing that just trolled everyone and, like, said, like, there was a West Wing reboot. Not even close to true. Like, he just, like, oh, and then he put, like, set photos from The West Wing on there. <laughs> it's just, like, absolutely horrible shit. <laughs> I was holding out for that for the longest time. Um, but now I'm like, all right, it's too, everyone, oh, they're all so old. <laughs> They're also old. I mean, yeah, Bradley Whitford is like doing his own thing with his career now. And it's kind of a hoot watching him just like be like ornery old man. Like, I mean, yeah. he's like he's he's just having having a time on the handmaid's tale, which is a weird sentence to say, but he's he's having a blast. Yeah, and then what's her name? He played CJ. Um, she's like you know, in everything. Yeah. 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 Um, oh my god. Allison Janey. Um, oh my god. Allison Janey, yeah. Just I love that show. I re that's a show that I'll go back and rewatch like every couple of years. So it's tough for me because I used to do that just because like politics would depress me, but then it just depresses me more like watching that show. <laughs> so like now it's just like, Oh, when politics depresses me, you know exactly what I'm going to say that I watch veep. Cause it's just like, oh I'm gonna, like, make, like just go full blown cynical. Like just like, I need to like, just like absolutely laugh at how horrible everything is. And that's the best way to do it. I still go back to the speaker vote a few weeks ago when uh, it was going to like so many rounds and it was crazy. And um, uh, what's her name tweeted out? Uh, <laughs> what did she say? The we better win an Emmy for this episode. 
<laughs> oh man, Julia Louise Dreyfus. Uh, I I, oh, and also, by the way, I didn't go to the screening the other night, but uh, you people that's coming out on Netflix, um, you know about this movie? Yeah, I'm, I'm like what? What is the uh, what is the word about? Apparently, it's really good, and Julia Louise Dreyfus and uh, is it Eddie Murphy opposite her going at it are like apparently it's comedic gold. They said it's great. Thank God, because that looked like it was just going to be this like nerdy white person, cool black person movie. And, you know, hey, that's pretty much true a lot of the time. So there we go. (laughs) But that trope just does not aspire as much comedy as like people think it does. And so like when I saw the trailers, I was like, I don't know about this, but I'm oh God, I'm excited now. Okay, good. I I don't know if she was in it. um, all right, so I, I got to talk I about will my, watch. Oh. I will watch anything with her. Let's let's oh, be God, real. Yes. Oh God, yes. <laughs> like, um, okay. So I got to talk about. It. Have you heard about the Andrew? This is my rant. The Andrew Riseborough. I, I have no campaign. idea what this is. No, this is the most insane thing. Do some looking up while I talk about this. It is basically a Best Actress campaign that started last week, and it is a bunch of actors that are literally tweeting the same exact logline about it. Like, I mean, almost to the word. Like Edward Norton, Kate Winslet. Um, it's uh, Andrea Rasbauer is in this movie, uh, To Leslie, which is apparently a pretty good film. And she does give it apparently a pretty good performance because she is a very talented actress. Um, but apparently, like, it's just this most, like, obviously transparent, like, you know, so many agents have told their uh, told their clients to tweet this out. Like, Edward Norton's like, I usually don't go on Twitter, but I just had to, like, tell everybody about this amazing performance from Andrea Riseborough. Some people are being, like, way too crazy about it. There's people that are, like, hosting screenings of this movie. It is the most, like, obvious bullshit, like, political, like, Oscar campaign that I've ever seen. Now... I, I put this down as a rant. It's also freaking hysterical that this is happening. Because it just like exposes like the Oscars for being this dumb political thing. And by the way, when I say political, I do mean like small p political, like basically where they're running campaigns for people. Like, you know, I mean, most of the time people lose out because they don't show up to events or anything like that. I mean, you know, right. like uh, but sometimes the performance shines through. Like Joaquin Phoenix, like he's He's an odd duck, but, you know, his performance in Joker was so good that people, you know, gave him the Oscar. Monique was another one who did not show up to any campaigning stuff. But then you have stuff like Eddie Redmayne and uh, Rami Malik, who, like, you know, they won, you know, okay performances, I guess. But they really did win because, like, they knew the right hands to shake and they were just schmoozing everybody. And they're good campaigners, which it just feels gross. I understand that's what it's going to be. There's no way around that, really. But um, this is like the, mo- the the first time where it's been the most transparent I've ever seen it, where this campaign is like it's it's immediately surpassed all the way to a joke in like like insane fashion. So if she does get a nomination, though, if she does get a nomination, there's going to be a lot more campaigns like this. So, you know, I don't want to really get, get a nomination. She's not going to get a nomination. I'm just saying if it does happen. We're going to see weird-ass campaigns like this that are just going to look so stupid. But once again, I, I agree with you. She is not going to get a nomination. She is not on my predictions. Um, but it is the in- most insane thing I've seen from a campaign ever. It's wonderful. Sean's Oscar prediction is now available on GuideToMovies.com. Um, she was in. She was the mom in Matilda mm-hmm. the Musical, and people were like losing their minds about her. Um, and then she was also in the electrical life of Lewis Wayne in 2021, ah, yes. which was a movie I didn't love. Yeah. Um, fan. And she was in possessor she, as well back in 2020 Cronenberg movie. She was also in, um, I don't think you saw this, but it was a Amazon series that I think I've heard is getting a season two called zero, 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 which is 
so good. <laughs> like, it's just, okay. It was it was like filmed just before the pandemic, and thank God because they're they're in like three different locations all the time. Um, it is basically a drug run from America to um, I believe Mexico, all the way back from Italy, where like it's or it is just such a cool and like you you see those three parts of like a, a giant drug run. Um, oh man, I just I I loved that show. <laughs> she was in uh, Never Let Me Go back in 2010. Oh, you know which movie really? I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I just watched that recently. Huh? Yeah, she she was in that as well. Um, Nocturnal Animals, she was in in 2016. She's got a chameleon thing to her. Like I, I will like forget about her in these movies. She's like a trueborn chameleon. The Death of Stalin. She was in Mandy with Nicolas Cage. She's oh in a lot god. of stuff. Oh my god, she's like the heart of all cinephiles. Like she's just lo- like <laughs> these are all like the cinephile movies, like a Brandon Cronenberg movie. <laughs> like, Mandy is like these are the. This is film Twitter. She's the personification. My, fr- my of friend, Twitter. my friend Jeremy on our uh, on the Instagram there chat. Don't forget Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God we didn't. The podcast oh would be decommissioned god. if that happened. Oh my god. All right, let's wrap up with what's coming out this week. Uh, Shotgun, it's actually a quiet week for releases. Mm-hmm. Shotgun Wedding uh, hits Prime Video on Friday. Close, which is a movie that got a lot of uh, praise at a lot of the festivals. Um, it's hitting limited theaters. You People, which we just talked about a few minutes ago, hits Netflix. And One Fine Morning hits limited theaters as well. It's another festival film that's uh, had some legs and people are really interested in it. Sean, what is on your watch list this week? Does this excite you that there's not anything major and you can actually like focus on your list? No, because this is going to be my other rant, is that some of these movies that are like Oscar hopefuls are not available anywhere, like After Sun and Women Talking, where it's just like, you know, people are complaining about like, you know, oh, Women Talking isn't like, you know, isn't in any of the awards races. I'm like, yeah, because it's not even near a theater near me. And, you know, I think most of the foreign films aren't in theaters near me. After Sun isn't. um, I think a lot of them are in the streaming service movie, which Fuck you. I'm not getting another goddamn streaming service. <laughs> I have way too many fucking streaming services. Put yourself on a big streaming service. Fucking movie? I'm not doing this shit. <laughs> like, God. Is it movie free, though? I oh, know it's not free. I think it's, well, no, it's that it's the seven days free and stuff like that. But you know what that's going to be for me. I'm not going to look at that shit again. I'll just get, like, tw- I'll just be donating $20 to some, like, bullshit. Sam's going to be like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I swear, she is, like, she's looking at me with daggers, like, whatever. I'm like, like, I don't think I need another streaming service. <laughs> like we just got Paramount Plus, so we've officially had the Infinity Gauntlet. I now can snap my fingers. I can now snap my fingers, and half of my money will disappear. Oh, oh my god! Look at this guy. On that note, it's been a great week. Thank you all for uh, tuning in to the Guide to Movies podcast. Um, we will see you all soon. Uh, you also have to see the sun, by the way. Oh yeah! See that's not a good. That's supposed to come out of theaters this week, and it didn't. It's not playing near you? Nothing is playing near me. Like, it's kind of like AMC theaters. Get your shit together, I guess. Where do you live? (laughs) God, apparently Saskatchewan. Yeah, see what happens. The Patriots don't make the playoffs, and all of a sudden. uh, All right, we'll uh, talk to you soon. Bye. The Guy at the Movies podcast is a joint venture between Math Teacher Movies and Guy at the Movies. You can catch new episodes weekly right here wherever you're listening to this one. Subscribe so you never miss a beat.